For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mauna! It was a clear black... Welcome to a Thursday night post-game rapid reaction edition of Ball In, Ball Out, a hoop ball Lakers presentation. Hoop-ball. My name is Eli Bauman. On the interwebs, across the way from me, just a short Brentwood drive up <laughs> near, where, near where OJ Simpson killed his wife. Very near. Very Nicole near. Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman is Dan Bespris. How I, are you, Dan? I think that was on, wasn't that on Gretna Green? I think it that was, was on Gretna Green. Yeah. And I, Bundy, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're like right there. That's a farmer's market now. You can, you can pick, <laughs> yes. you can pick pluots from where Gold, Ron Goldman's body was Jesus found. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's not true. Um, all right. Well, speaking of dropping bodies, the Lakers <laughs> that's a, are that's winners a, of four in a row. What a segue. Yep. <laughs> yep. Speaking of murder, <laughs> we've been murdering. Uh, our our recent opponents, uh, we we ran through the the cupcake trio of Dallas. Who was it? Dallas, Sacramento, and Atlanta. Sacramento and Atlanta. Um, but tonight we smoked a good team, a playoff team. Yeah, the Miami Heat. That was a good one. That was in their uh, spectacular jerseys. But they've all been matter. good. I've been impressed with all. Honestly, you know it's funny too, and and uh, I know that. This is the most resounding win over a good team the Lakers have had maybe all season long. Uh, I'm still more impressed with the the hostile environment win against a bad Kings team. Because clearly there were people in that building that wanted the Lakers not only to lose, but to like cry and hurt themselves. This game in Miami was about 70% Laker fans. That's true. It was heavily, heavily Lakerified. I heard, I heard the loudest noise I heard during the entire game was coos after he nailed a couple of threes in the second quarter. That crowd could not care less about what the Heat are doing 
with the exception of Dwayne Wade. I was going to say they got they're they're riding pretty hard for Dwayne Wade, and he's he's giving them something to ride uh, to ride for because he's. He looks good, man. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Turn back the clock. D-Wade had 25 points in that game, but it wasn't near enough. Uh, final score of the, the Thursday evening contest, Lakers 131, Heat 113. Smoked him. Smoked him start to finish. Yeah, that's a that's a round butt kicking. Lakers shot 60% in this yeah. game. Uh, and that was, you know who had the worst shooting percentage of anybody on the team? Thomas Bryant? No. Ivica Zubats. One for three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's one of those games. Maybe I should also then add the uh, the addendum to that. You know I had the second worst shooting percentage of anybody on the team? Well, you know it wasn't Julius Randle, because I'm pretty sure he like barely missed the whole game. Uh, it was Isaiah Thomas, which shouldn't surprise right. anyone, but... He shot 55%. That was the second yeah, worst. He was, great. he was awesome. 29 points. I mean, we have a million really good things to talk about over these last two games. You want to knock out the two pieces of bad news, and then we can just gush about the good stuff for a while? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the, the first obvious piece of bad news is Josh Hart broke his hand. Yeah, terrible. Somehow in Miami, unclear if it was at practice or at the club. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he did have a pretty good Twitter response to it. He had a very emotional Instagram response and a very, which he got funny so much for immediately. Yeah, he got blasted by his teammates for that. Uh, so Eli, you want to tell us about his Instagram post and then I'll go into Twitter. What I just saw was like very emotional. It was like a, it was like an eighties R and B cover. <laughs> it was like, just like in like thoughtful contemplation alone. On the bench, I think, right? I yeah. Mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe he was doing. Yeah. And I think, didn't Larry Nance post on it, too, for, straight from yeah, Cleveland? from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I that's also it. something I really love about this team. You can tell they really like each other, all these young guys. I mean, like, immediately, like, Kuzma's giving him Lonzo's giving him Larry, uh, Larry Nance from Cleveland's giving him It's great. It was outstanding. Yeah, uh, and I don't know which came first, actually, the Twitter or Instagram. I, I have to feel like maybe Instagram came first because yeah, Instagram. They are they're all on Instagram all the time. So that explains why his Twitter response was much more lighthearted. He had posted a tweet the previous day when he was still fully healthy and had not yet broken his hand, saying something like "I love Miami" or "Miami is sweet." And then he quote tweeted that the next day saying, never mind, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can turn. He's not the first first nor last person to have that experience in Miami where yeah. everything's going great and then you break your hand. And then you break your hand. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, everybody on the Lakers seems to be in pretty good spirits about it. He's back in Los Angeles getting evaluated to see if they need to do surgery or whatever. Um it's disappointing. I mean, we'd spent the better part of like three podcasts in a row talking about how great we felt like Josh Hart was fitting into this mix as the the defense hustle guy uh, after trading Larry Nance, and they're going to have to figure out what to do uh, without him, probably for the rest of the year, but certainly for the next, one would think, three to four weeks at the very least. And the season, yeah. season's only six weeks longer. And, and And there's no need to rush him back. I mean, you know, maybe if we win... 17 games in a row <laughs> get him back in legit have a chance at the eighth seed we can rush him back but otherwise you know we're you know we're a long shot at best to make the playoffs and you know i was actually thinking about it as the game was going on that like 
we've seen all we need to see from Josh Hart for now. Like we like he he's proven that he's a rotation NBA player. He's gotten he's been good all season long. Um, I feel like part of what makes him good is how consistent he is. So he's not like one of those guys who like has got to get his confidence up or like has got to see that he belongs. Like he belongs and he knows he belongs yeah. in taking a, a super silver lining uh, approach to watching one of our favorite players get hurt is that we're going to see a lot more of Lonzo. Um, I think like they're, they're, Obviously, are bumping Lonzo's minutes up. I didn't see exact. Let me see how many minutes he had. But he was yeah, he played thirty four minutes tonight. Oh, yeah, he even he, he cleared the thirty minute. Yeah, okay. And I loved every second he was on the court. I, I'm looking at his stats, and this is one of those things where, and this is where I feel like the Charles Barkleys of the world are just like not paying attention at all. Clearly, where okay, so he has thirty four minutes and eight points. So you look at that and you're like, oh well, you know, whatever. He went three for five, two for three from three. He had five boards, six rebounds, seven assists, six steals. Yeah, six steals. And only tur- two tur- turnovers. And I want to say, as someone who watched every play of that game, he may have only had six steals. He had ten steals that he was involved in. Because, you know, if he deflects the ball and someone else catches it, that doesn't count as a steal for him. And I counted at least three of those. Yeah, and it's actually, they've done a good thing in the NBA about three seasons ago where they actually gave the official scorer uh, some leeway on stuff like that, where if he's like, well, this is really this guy's steal, they can, they oh, can give it to Oh, maybe they him. counted them. So <laughs> No, but I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, and, and scorers are supposed to be pretty standardized across arenas, but they're not. The simple fact right. is they're just not all the same guy. There's been a, a theory that the New Orleans scorekeeper basically counts everything as a block. If you get like a mm-hmm. hit, if you get the the little fuzz at the end of your finger on a ball and it doesn't go in that's a block uh i i don't think it's a coincidence that drew holiday averages like one and a half blocks a game and he's <laughs> yeah. he's a point guard defensive fulcrum now anthony davis a lot of his are real but you know you had a couple here well, and there well, it makes a difference anyway i, I want to say that these lonzo ball steals are legit his defense he was just everything that he did today on the court he shades in the right direction on defense he hustles. He closes out hard. His hands are super active, and I just like love watching him play. I thought uh, he's such a smart player instinctively, and you know, I, I, you know, I'm looking at his plus minus. He's plus twenty four. He was plus twenty four tonight. I forget what he was in Atlanta, but it was something like plus twenty. Yeah, in like in like ten minutes, it was amazing. I mean, he's just really like. Um, and it's both ends, by the way. A really good follow on Twitter, by the way, including us, at Eli Bauman, at Dan Vespers, at Hoopball right. Lakers. A really good follow on Twitter is at Laker Film Room. It's, uh, it's yeah, a Lakers. It's I a Lakers. Them. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> you should too, listeners. They, uh, <laughs> they sent out a, because uh, a, frankly, they're, they're better at analyzing things on a, the sort of technical scale, I think, than we are. Um, but they were talking about a play where Lonzo, and maybe you saw this tweet also, they were into an early offensive set, and Lonzo basically pulled him out of it to call a play for Isaiah Thomas because he was hot, and that's the type of stuff. I mean, that's the, the leadership you need on an offensive yeah. side. It's not it's not the most complicated compl- uh, thing in the world, and I know that when we're all watching these games, we're like, oh, this dude is hot. Why don't they just feed him? 
these guys get get caught up in the moment. And sometimes KCP comes down the floor. He's like, "My turn," and he just fires. And right, right. When you, when you got a guy who's hot, it was there was a Brook Lopez game in LA a few weeks ago where he was just raining in threes, and the team was like, "Okay, wait, we got to get the ball to the hot guy." Those little things are are critical because you know you turn whatever it is a thirty five percent chance at a three pointer if somebody else takes it. If somebody's hot. There's like a 60 or 70% chance that thing is going in on those couple of plays. If that's even three points over the course of an entire ball game, that's the difference between a win and a loss in a lot of really tight games. So Lonzo defensively, very smart. Offensively, he's doing the right things. I think you said, Eli, a few weeks ago that him sitting on the bench for a little bit might actually be good for him. And I think you may be right. Yeah, I think you can see it see it in the way he's playing not I mean he he was playing well before the injury too but he's really seeing the court and seeing the big picture right now and putting everyone in positions to succeed and as you were saying it's like yeah he's a really good feel for like okay Randall's hot like let's go to Julius he's got a mismatch Isaiah's hot I'm gonna play off the ball and let Isaiah take it up the court like we killed them three times in a row with the same play where it was Brooke, Brooke Lopez and Caldwell Pope, Isaiah Thomas, and Lonzo were on the court. I forget who the fifth guy was, but I was like, oh, that's a weird lineup. Why are those guys all playing at the same time? <laughs> and I realized it. Basically, we kept killing them with the same play where, like, Brooke and um, Caldwell Pope, like, basically screened for each other. And Caldwell Pope, like, dove towards the middle and scored. And I realized that Lonzo kept calling that play out, knowing that they couldn't defend it. And I was like, that's... Like, you know, I think people equate leadership with being loud and yapping a lot, giving like, you know, like the Hoosiers kind of like rah-rah speech. Or like but, or like Chris Paul, who's just riding everybody on every play. Yeah. And I actually think like, unless you're Kobe good, like most people actually find that <laughs> annoying. Um, <laughs> That's actually and that, probably and that, my like, example. The, right. Like LeBron can do it, but even people are annoyed with LeBron and he's LeBron. You know, what What really is effective sometimes, and look, you need guys who, who do both. And Isaiah Thomas is clearly a guy who talks a lot <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. has a lot of pointers to people. And that's fine. But I think people do mistake being quiet for not being a leader. And I think Lonzo really is a leader on the court. And, he's, and, and he he's, doesn't have to yap. He's three months into his NBA career. If you wipe out the, yeah. miss, the missed time due to injury. I, I mean... the this is like kind of what we were talking about back in in December when I think the point we were trying to put through on the podcast was what did Brandon Ingram look like in December? Lonzo is way ahead of way Ingram, ahead. Yeah. and and now we're talking about Ingram as a guy who could end up as a, a perennial All Star. You know, we're only a year yeah. later, and the the narrative on Brandon Ingram has changed so much, and yet here we are talking about Lonzo Ball who just had a half dozen steals. Nobody seems to care about that stuff. And he's averaging like seven rebounds and seven assists per game, and his shooting is improving. This is The a shot re- looks good. That shot looks good. There was some pretty good backspin on one of those three-pointers, and I thought, oh, that they actually... Looked good. Yeah, that looked a little good. I mean, good. that's the weird thing is the, the, the wind-up to it is gross, but the... The part where it actually is in his hand and leaves his hand is nice. <laughs> the end of it is nice. It's like a guy who like can't cook, appetizer. He's like a pastry chef. His <laughs> shot is like the pastry chef shot. It's like that fir- the appetizer and the main course are, but that dessert is really nice and like 
you're gonna leave you're gonna leave feeling all right you know what i mean like that thing is nice it's splashing in there i just like i loved the way he played i loved everything about his game um that's comfortable ingram ingram played great i mean we'll we'll talk about that injury i don't have you have we heard anything definitive Uh, back about it yeah they're calling it a, a very mild hip strain and he is considered questionable for the lakers games against uh San Antonio on Saturday. So not Ooh. bad. Not bad. I would, right. frankly, be surprised if he did play uh, just because, again, sort of no reason to. But maybe he surprises us. He's he's not a he's not a terribly slow healer. Right. Nothing out of the ordinary with. No, with I mean, he had that groin thing. I mean, that, that was a that was a hard foul. I thought that should have been a flagrant. I, I'm very rarely on the side of like. That should be a flagrant because I grew up in like '90s basketball where people got decapitated regularly by like Charles Oakley, and yeah. it was like a, a Oakley common was, foul. Oakley was going to be the the go to name for me as well. I, I think we yeah, uh, basically the Knicks the Knicks whole defensive strategy was to try to kick the <laughs> out of you, and it worked until they all fouled out. Yep, and it worked like a charm. Yeah, uh, but uh, so he'll he'll be okay. He might miss a game, maybe two, or maybe none. But it doesn't sound like it's super long term, so we'll call that very small bad news. Yeah, but I think like, let me ask you a, a question. It's a simple question: Are we a good team? I think the Lakers might be a good team now. I think we might be a good team. Um, I'm not even like an okay team, like a good team. I wasn't convinced when the Lakers were manhandling the Mavericks and uh, the Hawks. I mean, everybody everybody should beat the Hawks by a lot of points. They're a really bad basketball team. And the Mavs, they're just a really old basketball team. Uh, the Heat have the third best defense in the NBA, and the Lakers hung 130 yeah. on them. 130! And like, it easy, wasn't a an thing. easy 130. Yeah, yeah, it was a very easy 130. I mean, they didn't... The starters were out with, with five minutes to go in this game. It could have been worse. Uh... Yeah, there, it there's, was a pick your poison game. There's a lot of stuff going on with this Lakers team right now, and it's all—it's almost all good. So we, I mean, we've talked about the bad stuff. The good is like almost never. Julius Randle is a, a nihil- monster. Yeah, a monster. He's annihilating people, and he made all nine of his free throws tonight. He's I unstoppable. It. I will officially, I will officially be super bummed if we don't re-sign him. He's like, I went from being <laughs> like, we should probably trade him to being like, well, I'm on the fence to being like, I think we should keep him to being like, oh no, we like have to keep him. Like, I'll be really upset if he's gone from the team. He is, he has gotten so much better um, in every facet and he looks so confident. And as you said last week, he's like, he's the only guy doing Julius Randle stuff right now. Yeah. Like, no one else has that. Like, I haven't seen one guy be like, I'm just going to like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to face up. I'm going to take your ass into the into the paint and score on you. Uh, he's just so impressive to me. And he's got good lateral quickness. He's able to switch a lot of stuff. He, he The stuff that was bugging me with, with Randall earlier in the season, I, I have to think maybe he was just forcing things because his playing time was getting yanked around because it's not happening as much anymore. Yeah, the, the turnovers are still there because they do run a decent amount of the offense through him. Maybe less now that Lonzo's back. He's still not a great passer. Uh, no. It's coming I mean, along. Like, yeah, coming along. I mean, I, I guess, like, if I'm Luke and I'm giving whatever the, like, uh, exit interview where you talk about, like, what the guy should work on, I'm talking about get a three-point shot, 
Because if he gets a three-point shot and people run to close out on him, it's game over. Done. He doesn't even uh, need three. I know that three-pointers are sort of the thing. All he even really needs is like a set shot. Go like short mid-range and he, that would almost be enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I feel like no one shoots a 20-footer anymore except for Ivica Zubats. Yeah, and uh, but, uh, and DeRozan. No, but my, my thought on that is like, if he even gave himself a, a 16-footer, He's so right. fast and strong that that pump fake would actually give him enough room to just like hip check a guy two feet to the right and go right to the rim. He doesn't even need people to fly by him. He needs them to fly right. next to him, and effectively he's past them at that point. Yeah, well, he did hit one of those early in the game. I think in the first quarter he hit one over Whiteside. Basically, Whiteside dared him to shoot, and he took the dare, and it worked. Um, speaking <laughs> of, like... It was cool. Like, I don't know how big Whiteside is, but he's definitely, like, over seven feet. Yeah, he's a huge man. And Randall, who is, I think, six eight generously, Randall, like, punked Whiteside during that game. Like, he outmuscled him and intimidated him. And I was, I just really liked the way our team, like, our team thought we were better than Miami. And... Uh... My, we smoked him. <laughs> like, smoked we proved him. it. Like, we thought we were better, and we kind of were. Did you, Miami uh, plays hard. Miami's good. Did you uh, happen to see my wife, d- like, diving into the background briefly there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jess says hi to everybody on the listening to the <laughs> podcast later. Uh, she's terribly embarrassed. Luckily, this is this is a recorded podcast, so only Eli can see you diving into the background. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just trucking. I was... Pu- Plowing right ahead. Yeah, you were. I was good because I like turned my volume off and and spun around to let her know, like you know, whatever you do right now, Eli's going to be able to see. No one else will. <laughs> but so you know, if you want to continue to hug the, Lakers, the dog, I was on my game. She I was be rattled. Well, we had Gumshoe in the background for the podcast earlier. I that's uh, my dog, and so I, you know, we'll get the whole family in here. I do all of my shows from my bedroom. I hope people know that they should if they don't already yeah it's like cribs this is where the magic happens this is where the magic happens i don't have any room anymore we have a kid and so my office became a nursery uh so yeah i'm with you on that i'm with you on the julius randall thing i might even go so far as to say that julius randall could be like a number two player on a championship team which i don't know that i felt earlier and suddenly it feels like that's actually an attainable number for him Oh wait a I minute! If, I said that if wrong. If he develops a three, he could. I'm sorry, I phrased it wrong. He could be number a second. Three. He could be a second banana. That's right. What number banana? What number banana? I think he could actually be a second. But if you had a really good third banana, I think he could actually be a second banana because he's so <laughs> he's so unique. It's crazy. Like the, I watch a ton of basketball for the fantasy stuff, and there legitimately is not another player in the NBA that does what Julius Randle does. He's like a modern Charles Barkley, and it's crazy. It's very weird to see someone who's undersized and that powerful, but also quick. He's like if you took Zach Randolph and you just shaved off, like, uh, four inches of his exterior. Like, take one of the... Take, take yeah. like, <laughs> like, 10% of his puppy. Right, like a Russian nesting doll. He's, like, one less. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's brilliant. Yes, if we could pop the He's outside... one less Randolph. One, one, take the outside Randolph doll and just pop that sucker open, then you'd free the Julius within, which actually sounds like a really awesome motivational novel by Julius Randall. Uh, but I... Okay, so maybe I'm yeah. going a little bit far there. I... He's 
he's turned a corner in a way that I didn't see as a possibility this year or ever. Yeah, and and now we're sitting with a 23-year-old guy who looks like an all-star, is playing both sides of the floor, and has a real legitimate like NBA go-to skill, which is posting up and scoring inside and attacking the rim. And we just can't let him walk. It's a like that's to me where we're at now. It's almost a non-starter. It's almost off the table that we can let him walk next year unless unless we're getting LeBron and Paul George at the same time and they both refuse to give away any money. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. we just we have to keep him. Well, a lot of the I mean well, we, I guess we talked about whether or not we'd actually still want Kawhi Leonard, and the answer was basically yes. Uh, Resounding yes. Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, just with the way things have, have kind of shaken out with Boogie having the uh, Achilles thing and then Kawhi having whatever all this other stuff is, uh, other options are becoming oddly favorable. And obviously Paul George and LeBron being out there keeps things uh, pretty interesting. But... Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I guess it's going to come down to timing, right? Because nobody's going to extend contracts to anybody until they see where LeBron and Paul George go. So it should be pretty easy for the Lakers to be like, okay, well, we didn't get so-and-so. Let's match whatever anybody offers to Julius Randle. Somebody really wanted to put the Lakers in a bind. They'd give Randle a contract on the first damn day of free agency and make the Lakers choose before they knew where LeBron and Paul George were going, but I'm guessing those other teams are probably making a run at LeBron and Paul George anyway. Well, let me say let me say one sneaky like detail of the, of what may amount to that free agency situation in 2018. LeBron's going to take his sweet ass time because that's what LeBron does in free agency, and LeBron really loves being courted, so he's going to take his time. We're all going to be waiting on LeBron, but. Paul George and Julius Randle have the same agent. So let's say theoretically Paul George's agent, also Julius Randle's agent, says, hey, look, Paul George is coming to you guys. We're signing here. Then, or let's say he says, look, we're going to meet with a few other teams, but it's looking good. Uh, Julius Randle will be ostensibly part of those conversations in a weird way. So he can say, like, look, Julius, why don't you give us five days before you sign an offer sheet with Dallas or with whomever. Give us five days. Let's see if we can wrap this Paul George thing up first. And, you know, once that domino falls, then the Lakers can be like, all right, let's do it. Like, let's figure out how to make this work. And then, you know, we... we there is some kind of insider trading that can go on if you look at Paul George and Julius Randle as a package deal. If Julius wants to stay and if Paul George wants to come, that is a kind of thing where that agent can literally try to facilitate all of that at the same time, potentially. Yeah, that's true. That is, that's true. That, most, of these, most of these players don't want to spend their, their free time screwing one team or another, especially if it's going to determine where they end up going. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, just because some other team wants to mess with the, the Lakers, that doesn't mean that that's how it has to play out necessarily. Well, he doesn't have to sign it. Right. He could just say, give me a sec, and then... Give me yeah. a second. I want to stay here. I want to make this work. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Who, who the hell knows? But um, I hope we keep him, because let me... 
going back to our are we a good team, let me just <laughs> say say some stats here. Since 2018 began, we have the third best record. Sixteen and seven. We have the third best record. The teams with a better record are the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. It's good company. That best team in the league this season, probably, and a team that won I don't know twelve in a row or something like that. So that's pretty good company. We have the eighth best offensive rating and the tenth best defensive rating. So as far as teams like who are showing promise on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's us. And, like, once again, the eye test matches up with that. It's not just like, you know, obviously we ran through a few cupcakes here in a row. But, you know, Miami's a good team, and we were a better team than them. By a lot. By a lot. And, like, they played hard. They were super well coached. Goran Dragic played really well. Like, they didn't play badly. We just played a lot better. And, like, I don't feel like that's fluky. I feel like that's indicative of our team. I love it. I'm so, I'm, I love I'm it. I'm geeked up. And my last, the last thing that I want to talk about before we uh, wrap up our, our midweek reaction pod, Isaiah Thomas is starting to get his legs back. Yeah, baby. Uh, we sort of all knew that it was going to happen. The question was when? Like, would it be this year even? Uh, yeah. 29 points with six three-pointers kind of makes you feel like, and one of them was a... Truly beautiful bank three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He called that, definitely. Uh, without question. He's the kind of guy that would let go and go, uh-oh, and then you just yell, <laughs> yell bank. Uh, he also had four rebounds, which I thought was uh, sort of an earth-shattering number because <laughs> that's more than Brooke Lopez. And he also had six assists in this thing. He was running a couple of nice pick and rolls. Uh, the the Josh Hart thing wasn't missed in this ballgame. There's going to be a day where he's missed yeah. badly. This just happened yeah. not to be one of them. Apparently, Isaiah Thomas has, I think, his highest scoring average against any team in the NBA is against Miami. So this really was <laughs> not that fluky for whatever reason. Uh, maybe with Boston. Maybe that was the the stat. They, they were talking about it on the, the telecast. Uh, but, I mean, this is like... So the Lakers now have Randall, Ball, Ingram... And IT that can all actually kind of initiate the offense. That's yep. a lot of options. That's a lot of ways you can go with a bat. I mean, at any given point, you can have two to three guys on the floor that can start a play. You can run it through Randall in the post. You can have Ball running a pick and roll. He's really, I mean, Lonzo obviously better right now as a transition guy because his offense isn't there yet. But Isaiah Thomas runs a nice pick and roll. Brandon Ingram outstanding in the, in ISO plays. He's starting to make better passes. I think he's been averaging five assists over the last month now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, a lot of good stuff. This is exciting. A lot of good stuff. It's a really fun yeah, team it, to watch. It, it is. It is. I, and I, I think I described it earlier today as kind of one of those pick-your-poison games, too, where it was like Julius Randle spent the first half completely unguardable. Then in the third quarter, it was like Ingram time. And then, you know... Uh, Kuzma hit a couple big shots, and Caldwell Pope hit some big shots, and Lonzo Ball's facilitating, and then like, oh, now here's Isaiah Thomas, who's completely fearless, and has like some real like legit, unfake like Napoleonic swagger, man. <laughs> like, and like we haven't had one of those guys since Kobe, and honestly, like Kobe was pretty much done, and was was acting like like it's cool to have a guy who, true or not, is going to be like I'm the best dude out here. I don't care. And and he's gonna he's not afraid to back it up. I mean, and occasionally you're gonna get 
that <laughs> that pass he threw against Atlanta over his over his head, which is I think one of the worst passes I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, yeah, he's act- he's not the world's greatest passer. He just I mean I have to assume he just can't see the passing lanes as well. He's my height. Yeah. He's he's my height. He's legitimately my my height. And I can't yep. even imagine. I mean, obviously he's so far beyond anything I could do with a basketball. But just if you stood me next to all of these people, I would not be able to see a thing. I can't even see the bar when I'm in a restaurant. How do you how do you <laughs> figure I could make a pass to an NBA player? It's impossible. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. He, he that was that was ridiculous. But that's him though. He's gonna do stupid no, crap like it. that. I love it. I and think we we need guys like that. And plus, as he gets his legs back now, some of those really awful things are going to turn into really good ones because you could see, couldn't you kind of see it in his body language? Like, damn it, last year I could do this. Last yeah. year I could finish this. He had a play. Yeah, finishing at the hoop was much better. Today. Yeah, like substantially. And there were still a couple of moments in this game where he got past his man and then I think he had a lefty layup that just went off the underside of the rim. And I know yeah. that on his jog back down, he was like, what the hell just happened? That's a bucket I make nine out of ten times last year. But then he had a couple of those where he sort of got in front of his man and he used his little butt and he kind of high-butted him to keep the guy from from blocking yep. him from behind. Those little things that he's starting to get back, the the the, the fast-twitch stuff is coming back. And man, that makes this team so dangerous. Yep. To have outside shooting and free-throw shooting. That's the... Yep. That was that was like the two things. Okay, here's what we need to address. Oh, okay, let's get a guy who can average three three-pointers a game and is a 90% foul shooter who had his 50 free throw streak broken tonight. 50. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, I'm but, I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm like Well, let me let me satisfied. ask you one final question. I've enjoyed let's my see. pastry. Who was our pastry <laughs> chef? Oh, Lonzo. Thank you for that pastry, Lonzo. Lonzo's our pastry. I feel let sated. Me, <laughs> let me ask you a, a one more hypothetical question. All right. Let's say LeBron doesn't come. Okay. Okay, so rule out LeBron. Let's say DeMarcus Cousins resigns with uh I'm okay with that. With the Pels off of his Achilles. Yeah, I don't think we really want a part of that right now. Would you basically I think Paul George is coming. I I continue to think Paul George is coming. That's always I don't think anyone knows what LeBron is doing, but I think I'm pretty sure Paul George is 60-40 between us and OKC, at the at the least, uh, it, I mean it. Yeah, it might might even be better than that, dude. The Lakers are, Lakers are only eight games back of the Thunder. Right, we're not that much worse than them. Yeah. And he wants to come here, and it OKC sucks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> would you use the money you're gonna spend on, you know, the second max slot? Mm. And would you split it between, let's say Isaiah plays really well like he did today and looks healthy. Would you split that money that you were going to pay for LeBron between Randall and Isaiah? Mm. So you get Paul George and those two guys back. I would love to get Randall back with Paul George. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. With or without... I'm just trying to picture the line... With or without Isaiah. With or or without Isaiah Thomas. I, I feel like there's enough... Enough here. I guess the question really, I, I answer the question with a question, which is kind of a cop-out. Uh, I don't know what other floor spacing types are available out there, other guys that can shoot and hit free throws that aren't Isaiah Thomas. I feel like if if this Isaiah plays the next six weeks, this 
I can hit a handful of threes. I'm not going to shoot 35% anymore, Isaiah. He's going to command more money than I think the Lakers should give to him. Who's going to give it to him? Somebody. I mean, if he's if he plays like this, somebody will. Because the only the blip on his on his career is the first three months of this season. Otherwise, right. he's been a stud everywhere. I mean, Phoenix got nothing basically for it. They let this guy who's a thirty point a night scorer walk. Uh, not much really changed other than the profile in Boston. Like he got onto a high profile situation. He's always been pretty damn good offensively. I know, but no one's wanted to pay him. Like, literally yeah. no one's ever wanted to pay him. Sacramento He's always been smeared him. For whatever they, reason, that media market and they, smeared him. That was a bad contract. Like, I'm just saying, like, he has been traded, what, like five times? Four times? He's been criminally underpaid is what's happened. He's been criminal. Like, why wouldn't he? Can, I mean, I, listen, I hope he makes his value on the market, but what? Who's to, who... No one has shown to me that they're willing to pay him when he's been really good. And then for this season, he's been at least embroiled in controversy, whether or not it's of his making. Uh, you know, I'm sure more will come out about it. But it what seems it, like he certainly wasn't uninvolved in it. What What is a max slot right now? Is it 30? Is it less yeah, he's than not that? making that. He, no. He's... he's I, I bet he takes a... Like, okay, let me put it a different way. Let's say you lock up Randall and you sign... Isaiah to like a one-year Caldwell Pope deal. I'm okay. You know, with you that. give him a butt ton of money, and and he gets one more year to prove he's healthy. That's probably his best move. Yeah, I'm okay with that move. Something that would come off the books. Although I guess then, if you've signed Paul George and Julius Randle, you're not going to have a max slot for the following off season. But you're going to have a, a lot of do, money. I think you do have a max slot again, even with Randle. Yeah, I don't really understand oh, yeah. how it works, hmm. but I remember. Oh, it's because the dang money gets. Oh, far reduced. stretch is that the stretch provision? Yeah, is that and the... you can and we and if, even if you don't stretch him, you can probably trade him next year because then he just becomes a huge expiring. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, that does free up another sixteen million dollars, right? And remember, Lopez uh... comes off. I mean, like there are guys who, you know, the Lopez money comes off and the Caldwell Pope money comes off. So that I, you know, I'm not, I'm not against that philosophy. I, I think Julius Randall has earned his keep. He's, he's he's earned it. He's earned his way to. What more can a, you do? I mean, if he's commanding like something in the teens, I think you give it to him. I think, I think so give, too. If you put him on a team on this team with Paul George, if you just added Paul George basically to this roster right now, uh, KCP obviously and, and Brooke Lopez coming off of it, that's a formidable team. Right. So that so, but they need to. I, guess, I think they need do you one play more. Paul banana. George at the two. Then, <laughs> oh my is god, Lonzo, Is it? Do we that, just have the lankiest court, front court of all time with like Ingram, or do you play Randall at the three at the five, mm. and then you have Ingram and Paul George at the front court? Yeah, you probably just have to. You just yeah. uh, you abandon the we got to start our traditional center lineup and you play a six eight center and just lose the tip every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, we're w willing to sacrifice the tip yeah, for we'll give, uh, Paul George. We'll give you a ball to start the fourth quarter. <laughs> we, you give us Paul George. Well, Dan, I am so excited about this team. I am too. We just need to stay healthy, and that's it. Yeah, too bad Brandon Ingram is officially hurt. <laughs> Josh Hart is officially hurt. Yeah, so the yeah. rest of you guys, you hear it? Please stay healthy. This is yeah. These are fun. I saw a lot of tweets. I know that we want to wrap this thing up. I saw a lot of tweets flashing by tonight of people that are like, how long have the young Lakers been this fun? 
the answer All is like season. Yeah, except for when Tyler Ennis played. Separate <laughs> chin strap. December. Do we make? Do we make the playoffs if Tyler Ennis wasn't didn't play? Um, During that horrible stretch where Tyler Ennis replaced Lonzo, I feel really bad pinning it on Tyler Ennis. <laughs> or, no, but it's Luke Walton's fault. It's not Tyler Ennis' right. fault. Right? They should have just played Josh Hart and not yes, had a traditional they point guard out Ingram there. Ingram at the point. Yeah. Um, maybe. I mean, I think only like three of those losses in that stretch were obviously avoidable. A lot of them were against really good teams. Yeah, right. Like the Rockets, a bunch of times. The Warriors, a bunch of times. The Cavs were in there. That was when they were actually winning games too. Uh, The losses to Memphis, two Memphis games. Right, I think we lost to Memphis twice in that That mix. And that Dallas game was killer. Yeah. If you wipe those three losses out, the Lakers are three games out of a playoff spot. Is that right? (laughs) No, that's not right. Uh, No, that is. Yeah, I had it. Trust trust your gut, Dan. Uh, there's six games out of the playoffs right now. If you wipe out those three losses, you're you're three games out. Tyler Ennis. <laughs> Tyler, the it's a very it's the most wonderful time of year. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> it's not on you, Tyler. It's uh, you, your chin strap is just associated with a rough stretch. For we love season. you, Tyler. It was Luke's fault. Luke put you in a bad spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Eli, my good man, I agree with you. Let's let's enjoy the ride. Let's see if we can uh, see if you can topple the Spurs. They're struggling a little bit right now. And I think I think we can take them. And Lamarcus Aldridge might be out. By the way, Lamarcus Aldridge turned his ankle in their last game. He oh, might not right. play. So, chance to maybe sneak one out unless we let Kyle Anderson go for twenty five. <sighs> Slow mo. Uh, <sighs> this would be fun. That's Saturday. So uh, we excited. might be able to do our next pod on a non-game night again. <laughs> it's yes, nice sir. that we don't have a game starting right as we go on air. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody that continues to tune into the show. Slow growth. That's the way we do it over here. We're like a mutual fund of podcasting. Uh, <laughs> ball in, ball out is the name. He is Eli Bauman. I am Dan Bespris. Hey, Stu Lance, you want to take us out? An exciting win for your Lakers on KCAL 9. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? They're defunct. Who cares? Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.